Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good, and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. really excited about today's episode because I have an extra special guest. It's my client, Kelly, and we're chatting about her incredible health journey with PCOS and all the positive results that she has seen along the way. Kelly and I have been working together for almost two years, and she's not only been able to regulate her cycle, improve her mood, manage weight more easily, have more energy, lower her cholesterol, a bunch of other really positive health-related changes, and I should say physical health-related changes, but she's also above that been able to make some pretty significant changes to her mindset and how she approaches managing PCOS and what she thinks about the whole process and really how she shows up every single day to better herself and feel better and see positive health-related results. Kelly has made so much progress during our time together. And today she's going to be sharing exactly what she did to see success and what goals she's continuing to work on in the new year. I hope that what Kelly shares today in the conversation you'll hear in a few seconds inspires you and gives you the motivation you need to make 2023 your best, healthiest year yet. This is the main reason why I wanted her to come on and share her story. And she was so kind and gracious to agree to do so. As you'll see, she is the most wonderful, sweetest person, and I'm super grateful for clients like her and to be able to play a small part in her success. And this is probably a great place to mention that I plan on bringing more success stories, more of my clients who are doing really well and seeing amazing results onto the show so that you can feel inspired, see what's possible, and really believe that this can be your reality as well. I think sometimes we hear other people's success stories and we say, well, that's great for them, but that's not going to be my situation because I've already tried everything or because my situation is special in XYZ way. And that is absolutely not true. I am here to tell you that if these women are doing it, you can do it as well. I've seen it time and time again, and I can guarantee you that you are capable of seeing amazing success and managing PCOS to the point where your symptoms are not noticeable and you're not thinking about your condition 24-7. It's 100% possible, and these stories are meant to inspire you and show you that it can be your reality as well. All right, so without any further ado, let's get into my conversation with Kelly. Hey, Kelly, welcome to the show. Hi, Daphna. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being open to coming on and talking about your story. I think that a lot of women are going to resonate with your journey. So I'm excited to kind of dive into it. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and when you were diagnosed with PCOS? Sure. And yeah, this is super exciting. I'm always on the other side of the thing. So this is a cool perspective. So my name is Kelly. I'm 35. I live in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I work full-time from home as a project manager. And my journey began when I was diagnosed with endometriosis back in like 2018, 2019. I didn't know much about it. So of course, I started Googling everything. And a lot of the symptoms matched up to basically how I was feeling. So that particular doctor that helped me realize that she stopped practicing. Um, I was super bummed about that. She went back to teaching. So I kind of felt like I was back at square one. I switched doctors multiple times. 
primary care gynos. I finally switched out to a new gyno and she actually prescribed me with a med that would help with endometriosis pain. And that worked for about a year. I would say I felt really good on it, but it just completely stopped my period. And the second I stopped taking that, all my symptoms came back. So I was basically- Is that why you originally went to her because of the pain? Yeah. So the gyno that you know, said, Hey, I think you have endometriosis. She left. So I had to find a new doctor because I was now intrigued and wanted to figure out what this was all about. So I went on that, that drug for a bit. It helped. But like I said, the second I stopped it, I was right back to where I started. So I really started thinking about like what kind of path I wanted to go down and figured I'd try a more holistic approach to helping myself because I knew this is obviously going to be a lifelong journey. So I found a holistic doctor close by that did more tests, um, blood work a little bit differently. I took hormone tests and really found that all of those levels aligned to PCOS. And that's where that journey began. And I found you. <laughs> and this doctor that you saw, you're still seeing that, that, yeah, that person, I've been right? seeing him for about two years. And I've, I think I've been working with you for what, a year, year and a half. So yeah, I was just looking back. We started May of 2021. So yeah, a little over a year and a half. And yeah. it's been a, a journey. It's been really a journey, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I stumbled across your Instagram because of course, when I found, you know, that I had PCOS related symptoms, I started searching all over what the heck this even means. So I stumbled across your Instagram and I think I, one of your reels, I just incorporated into my life for about a month and said, Oh my God, I, I this actually, I feel good. So definitely reach out. And, and this doctor that you were working with and still seeing you were lucky. I mean, a lot of people don't get to connect with a good doctor. They never find the person who can really listen to them. Mm-hmm. And this doctor runs tests for you and they're really great. What were the recommendations that you got originally as far as managing your symptoms? And maybe share a little bit about what were the PCOS symptoms you were struggling with the most? A lot of my symptoms were a lot of back and pelvic pain throughout, you know, three out of the four weeks of each month. So I was constantly just not feeling good. And I knew that wasn't right. Close friends would say, like, I just get my period. I don't, I don't have an issue. I'm always on time. I'm never in pain. And I just, I knew there was something off and every primary care or gynecologist would just say, try the pill. Here's the pill. This should help you. This should take away your pain. But me personally, it did the opposite effect. Like it, it made my symptoms more pronounced and I just never, it just got worse. So mm-hmm. I really advocated for myself and, and researched and, and finally found a doctor that just took a different approach to the symptoms that I was having. And luckily there's people like you out there that really specialize in PCOS. So it was just a great find. Basically. I feel I've never felt this good in my entire life. (laughs) You're amazing. Really. I mean, I know that you've done a few different things with me and we started out in a group program, right? You started out in my group program And I remember you were a pretty quiet participant of the group. Like, you know, you were kind of doing your own thing. And I think that you 
went to work implementing a lot of the stuff and following the meal plans and incorporating a lot of different things. Did you feel like you were getting more clarity around what to do in that sense? Like what was helpful with that? Yes, absolutely. So I've done in the past everything and anything I could think of. I did all the fad diets. I, you know, went extreme with my workouts. I did, like I said, the, you know, fasting for three days straight. And I just, it never had any good results. And when I found you, I was, I'll be honest, I was a little skeptical. I'm like, is this another, is this just another routine that I'm going through? But I started to really listen to your advice, take those steps and incorporate them into my life, into my daily life. And I started to really see the results and I started to feel better. So how did you feel just mentally and with the diagnosis? Because I know a lot of people feel confused and the overwhelm of, do I need to do elimination diets? Do I need to, you know, work out a certain way? Like what were some of the things that were hopeful in terms of knowing what to do? You know what I mean? Like how can you... I did feel very lost until I finally had someone say like, Hey, I think you have PCOS, your symptoms align to what this means. And when I had that in my head, I knew, okay, there's gotta be a solution here. And you really outlined and helped me feel like I could live my life normally and not cut out anything and not be restrictive. And when I had that sense of relief, knowing that I knew what something was going on. And then I found someone like you to really explain it and give me the guidance and laid out that game plan of Kelly, follow this. And if you keep to it without restrictions, you'll feel better. And I did. So I was like, oh my God, this is something that actually is working for me. What were some of your biggest goals when you came into the original program where you were with me and was it the period pain and regulating the cycle? Yeah, my cycle was all over the place. And just from what I heard from you on Instagram that I'm not abnormal, but I could get it to be better. So I really wanted to alleviate my pain that I had three out of the four weeks of every month. And I just wanted to understand more about what I can do to help with PCOS, like all of those related symptoms, my fatigue, the pain, the irregular periods, and just, like I said, better understand how to combat them and feel like I'm a normal person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize that what you're feeling may be common and normal for you or regular for you, but it's by no means normal to experience. Right. And you start feeling better and you're having this revelation of, wow, I could really live my life not having pain or not having these symptoms. That's, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. I think my, the biggest thing was just like the confidence towards if I was feeling a little off one day, I just, I knew what I needed to do in order to help myself feel better. It's just that it was having that feeling of control back. I didn't feel so like all over the place with with just this random thought of why don't I feel good? Like, is there something crazy, crazy wrong? Or is this just like the (laughs) meat? Right. So what were some of the things that you think made the biggest difference initially? What were some of the symptoms that got better? And what do you think contributed to that specifically? 
I think by just like taking a step back and reevaluating how I even like food shopped, how I meal prepped with, with your, your plans, I immediately started to not feel so bloated around the time that I would ovulate. I wasn't in that much pain like I have been. So I, I noticed that instantly and I finally got my period within like 30 days. I was always anywhere from 35 to 45 days in my cycle and I would be miserable throughout it. It would just, it felt like it would take forever for me to get my period. So just by incorporating some of your tips and tricks and following your meal plans, which is so easy, I started to regulate my, my cycle and I started to feel better. So I just kept it going. (laughs) (laughs) Were there times where it was hard? Like what were some of the things that you felt were the last to fall into place? And I know you're still very much on it and a lot Mm -hmm. of things are ongoing. And I think for anyone listening, thinking, well, if I do X, Y, Z and all my problems will be done and then I'll be able to move on with my life. It's not exactly how things are, right? There's always not more work to be done, but just continued work to be done and to keep things going and staying consistent, which is hard for a lot of people. And I know that the meal planning and keeping up with things is usually what prevents people from staying consistent because it's hard to keep that up. So it's definitely a challenge. Like I still, I still struggle. I mean, we all work so much. Our lives are so crazy. The last thing I want to do sometimes is go to the grocery store and buy what I need, come home and prep it all and do all that. But I just get out of my head. Me personally, I just get out of my head about it. I spend an hour about every Sunday and just prep what I can for the following week so that I'm not just standing at my fridge going, what am I going to eat for lunch? I have a meeting in two minutes. Like I, I know that I'm going to have less stress and less craziness if I just take the time even though it's a pain sometimes and just get the meal prep done, have it, you know, you can buy the fancy containers that are all like right. you know, organized, but I just keep it simple. I make basic meals out of your plan. Sometimes I go off of, you know, that plan and make my favorite things, but it, it's just, you have to do it. <laughs> even though it can be a struggle sometimes, I'm first to admit. Yeah, I think that's a big mindset shift that you've done and a lot of people in the program have made where it's not going to always be the thing that you feel like doing, but we have to adult, right? Right. (laughs) Like if you want the result, if you want to feel good, you don't have to like how it feels prepping the food, but at the end of the day, you're really going to like how it feels sticking with it. And I think keeping your thoughts and eyes on that is really important because it is motivating to think that you stuck with it, you stayed consistent, and now you reap the benefits of it. I mean, nothing feels better than that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nobody's going to do it for you. You, even though some days that you you just don't feel like it, I feel like I mean, everyone has those situations where you just don't have time. You don't have time to cook something, so you run to your grocery store or you run out for something quick. But even with the knowledge that I have from you, I know that what, you know, what choices are the best for me. Like if I run to Wegmans, they have a great prepared food section. I know what I shouldn't, you know, grab for, or I, you know, know what a balanced plate looks like. So 
if there is a situation where I have to run out, I still feel confident enough that I can make the right choice and not completely derail my whole week. Right. What about eating out? So do you ever find yourself kind of in situations where maybe you have not as much control over the food or you go, you know, it's the holidays now you go to someone's house and there's, how do you handle those situations? I honestly, I just always make sure that I'm balancing whether I'm just eating like cheese and crackers. Like I'm balancing that, making sure that there's a piece of protein out there somewhere. Or I don't know, I have, I had like a mind shift of just making sure that if I know I'm going out to dinner with my friends and it'll probably be later, it'll probably be a heavier meal. I'll eat less for lunch and eat more for breakfast. Because then I'll be more balanced throughout the day and I won't feel like I'm ravenous when I get to dinner at eight o'clock and I'll, I'll make a better decision with ordering. I'll, I'll you know, mm-hmm. order something a little lighter or if I didn't eat, you know, enough during the day or feel like I eat enough during the day, I'll eat a little bit more at night. So it's just like a balance. It's just that balancing act. Yeah. So it sounds like with the tips that you learned and shopping better and making different food choices. There are also a lot of mindset shifts around prepping and keeping a balance. Was there anything else that you noticed, especially after you've tried different stricter diets and different fads, like you say in the past? This has been the most consistent I've been with meal prepping, planning, grocery shopping, I, you know, I I mentioned before I did like drastic diets where I didn't eat a specific food group and it it did the opposite effects. Like I just felt worse or I felt like I could do it for two weeks. And then that third week I was like, "Mm, never mind. I would like to eat yogurt again (laughs) and I would, (laughs) or just anything bread. I mean, everybody loves bread. So this has just been different. It's just been life-changing basically. I could keep it consistent and keep it within my life. I think, you know, moving forward basically for the rest of my life. What about things that are not food related as far as healthy habits or lifestyle changes that you've made? Were there any changes in those areas? Things like the sleep or movement? Movement for sure. I was doing hit workouts four days a week. Like I was kicking my butt and I wasn't seeing any results. It really, it did the opposite effect. I felt like I was just me personally gaining weight and bulking up. Then I was eating more proteins. I was just, you know, really, really the opposite of what you would think by working out so much. So I really took a step back. I love to walk. I have a dog. I walk him, you know, two times a day. I try to get out for like around the block after a meal just to like keep things moving. And I just really, really stopped with the high intensity and have done like more Pilates, more longer walks, yoga I've thrown in there too, just completely opposite of what I was doing. I just, you know, keeping that stress off of my body Mm -hmm. as much as I could. What about sleep and stress management? In other ways? Sleep, I have never slept better in my entire life. I feel like when I, you know, before like eight o'clock at night, I will grab a yogurt with some fruit and a hard boiled egg. And I feel like that balanced snack will keep me asleep more. 
I found in the past that if I just ate a big meal late at night, I would be up at, you know, wide awake at 2, 3 a.m. So I, mm-hmm. I'm i more mindful there with what I'm with what I'm snacking on. And my sleep has never been better. <laughs> it just a small change like that. I, I sleep like a baby. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so proud of all the changes you made. So we should say that after you were in my group program, you and I moved to working one-on-one together. So you continued, you took a few breaks, but you continued pretty much throughout the past, say, what, 20 months to have some sort of support and guidance and accountability. Do you feel that once you learned the things that are working for you when you start practicing them, Was there a point where you thought, well, I'll do it on my own and kind of see what happens? Or did you always feel like you would do better with structure and having the check-ins? I, yeah, I did take a break. I met with you in the groups and then I, you know, took what I learned, but I still kind of felt a little off. Like I didn't have, like you said, the structure and the consistency, somebody like motivating me to be, you know, keep with it. So that's when I reached back out and it just, I needed that. I needed someone to say like, here's pinpoints of where you're struggling. Try this, keep with that for a month and then we'll reevaluate. And you've really just laid the groundwork on what I need to do. And me being consistent with that has just like ingrained it in my brain that this is what I need to do in order to feel better in order to see this result. So yes, I would highly suggest working with you because you've just kept it simple and basically dumb proof. And it just has been great. You made me feel great. (laughs) That's awesome. So I know that your cycle regulated sounds like you're sleeping like a baby, but like a good baby, a baby that sleeps through the night, not (laughs) the babies that wake up all the time. (laughs) <laughs> your your I can tell that like your mood and your energy has been really improving as well throughout this whole time. And I know that's something that was a pain point for you, right? Yeah. So my mental state was pretty much in the gutter. I, I just I really had zero desire. I was always tired. I had zero desire to just like hang with friends. And when I did, I was just like not there. I just didn't feel good. I no matter what I did, I was always frustrated. I just did not feel good. And these symptoms, I would say, started when I was back in college, looking back. And once I was, you know, started learning more about what even endometriosis was, and then learning more about what PCOS was, looking back, I'm like, oh my God, this has been going on for years. So I really got to that low point where I needed to figure something out. I knew that there was something off. People, my best friends, my mom, my sister, like they never felt like this. So I, I just, I just kept pushing to find a solution. And I'm so glad that I did because I, I've never, I'm not tired anymore. I don't have a crash midday. I'm more focused with work. My relationships with friends and my family are just great. I just feel like, I just feel really, really, really good. (laughs) That's amazing. That's, you know, quality of life stuff like that is Mm -hmm. so huge because, you know, people focus so much on weight and things like that, but day to day, you just want to feel good. You want to feel happy. You want to have energy. You want to have great relationships. You want to show up in the world as a positive person 
who is just feeling good about their health and what they're doing. And I think that's the biggest thing for a lot of people that we don't necessarily think about all the time. Right. Like, and I remember being so hung up on the scale, like anything I did, I would always just like run and jump on my scale and it, it would be more. So I like really was focused on that. But once I started to physically feel better, I didn't really care that much about what the number on the scale was like my clothes were fitting better, even though I was still at the same weight. So I really stopped caring about that. I just wanted to have the energy, know what I needed to do to make good meals that were easy. And I could not withhold any, any ingredient, any food group. So I just, it really is a huge mind shift throughout the whole process. So if you were to point to one thing that was the most eye-opening or the most, I guess, making a difference for you, what would that be? What would you say? And it doesn't have to be food. It could be mindset. It could be anything that you look back and you say, that was a turning point. Once I realized that, or once I did that, things got better from there. I think the biggest eye-opening thing for me was that every doctor I went to just threw the pill at me. And that's not necessarily the case for the solution, I should say, for everyone, for me in particular. I I tried that. I've done that. And I knew how I felt on it. And I just felt like I was never really listened to. So when I finally just kept advocating for myself and I found a doctor that would listen and like read test results differently and and order me specific tests, I I just felt better. I finally felt like I found someone that I was making progress with. It wasn't just in my head. Doctors telling me like, oh, you just have, you're just a more sensitive person to your cycle. Like there are people out there. And I just didn't take that. I didn't want to feel this bad for the rest of my life. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, you know, feeling like that forever or just having a doctor say, you really don't need to worry about anything until you want to have a baby. I'm not at that point in my life where I'm ready to have a baby. And I just, I didn't take that. I just, I didn't think that was right. So really, I just, I just searched around and I would bring my little packet of paperwork with me everywhere I went to a new doctor. It was a pain. There were some times that I just wanted to give up, but I really just kept searching around and finally got aligned with great people. And I feel great. I feel like I'm confident. I know what I need to do. And yeah, I just kept fighting. (laughs) That's incredible because it's hard work, you know, to take this on as really a project and say, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to find the solutions that I need, what's going to work for me and really staying with it and being committed to if one person is not giving you the answers you need, we're going to find someone else and we're going to find someone else. And for a lot of people, that takes a long time. But yeah, and a lot of people, I, I know I, some people just back away from it and say, whatever, I'm not yeah. going to deal with it because it is a lot of work, but it's your life. And if you want to just feel good and not feel so miserable, there's you, <laughs> there's Daphna that can help you. <laughs> and I'm so glad that I found you. So. <laughs> Listen, Kelly, I know everyone listening wants to know what are some of the things that you like to eat? And I, you know, I'm always very, very, very kind of snooping around and looking at what everyone's eating in my program. So can you share maybe one or two meals that you're loving right now 
that you're you're not tired of, you want to eat every day, and you're really excited about? Well, now that I have finally mastered air frying tofu, I'm like, I'm loving it. I, I love making like a a slaw salad for lunch and I put some tofu on there, some edamame. I'll throw in more broccoli. I'll do just like a simple, I love, I love limes. So I'll just squirt a little bit of lime juice on there. I love that for, for a lunch breakfast. I'm, I could eat avocado toast every single day of my life. And you like, were like, Kel, I think you need to try so that you don't get bored. I think you need to throw in a few other breakfasts, but I love Ezekiel bread with avocado and I fry an egg and I put that on top and it's just so easy. It's so fast. It's a classic. And I mean, I can't get enough of blueberries. I always have like a handful at every meal. And then dinners, I just keep it simple. I'll follow, I love like a lentil stew or or just a basic, you know, chicken with sweet potatoes and, and a veggie. I love that. I love keeping it simple. I feel like the more complicated the recipe, the less I'm going to make it. And yeah, I spend like maybe an hour every Sunday meal prepping. And that's, that's for the week. And I love just basic, simple ingredients. And that's what, you know, all of your food plans have. So I love just, I love everything simple. And I know that you're cooking for one, right? And I know a lot of people listening are as well. Do you do anything special and account for that with the recipes? Do you account for leftovers or how do you work that out? I'll usually make so that I don't get bored. I'll usually make a double recipe of something. If it's a soup, I'll, I'll triple it or quadruple it and just freeze the rest of it. And then if there's, you know, some weeks down the road that I don't really know what I want to eat for lunch or dinner, I'll just pull out that frozen soup and thaw it out. And that is another meal that I don't have to physically prep. It's already done. So I love the bulk yeah. cooking. I love to just freeze stuff. Okay. So then you bring it out a couple of weeks later. It's like a brand new thing. And you're thanking Kelly from two weeks ago. You're like, you're the best. I'm good for at least two meals there. So that's just like, you know, you don't have to think about it. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. What are some goals that you have for the new year in terms of your health? Any new things that you want to work on? I want to add more movement. I'm going to get back into Pilates. I did that back in college and loved it. and hopefully keep myself busy with that in Pennsylvania it is gloomy a lot of the time and since I work from home I can feel like the walls are closing in on me so just getting out bundling up going for long walks adding more movement with Pilates and just being consistent keeping up with my with my food prep and my meal prep okay I like that I want to wrap up and ask you, what would you say to someone who's listening right now and maybe feeling overwhelmed? Maybe they just got diagnosed. Maybe they're really lost as far as what to do or where to start. What are some of the tips that you can give them that worked for you? I would, my my words of wisdom would be to reach out to you. First of all, don't just Google what you should eat or don't go to Pinterest and try to plan out a day because it's most likely not going to be balanced or that healthy. I honestly, I kept coming back to you because I needed your guidance and your structure that you had planned out throughout all of your programs. I'm a 
routine person. So I really benefited and appreciated having all of that hard work done for me. So I would just immediately contact you, (laughs) get a plan set up and then do it. You know, take a month by yourself or two months by yourself and be consistent with it. And if you feel like you need that more structure, just keep working with you. And you definitely just need to push for yourself, advocate for yourself and find someone that's not just going to say you're just a sensitive person. Like if you're not feeling good, dig deep and find someone that will actually listen to you. It could take years like it did for me. And it could take multiple doctor visits. But once you find that sweet spot, you're going to be so glad that you did. Yes. Never give up. Really, there is hope. And I think that anyone listening right now who's feeling lost, don't just go to Google. Don't feel like you are a special case. I I speak to a lot of women who feel like, well, my case is really unique. There's no one who has been able to help me or I don't know where to go next. There is a plan to be made for everyone. And really, it's just a matter of trying things out, tweaking it. It's maybe not going to work the first time. You got to give it time and you got to stay with it. Otherwise, you'll never get to that point where you're seeing the results. And unfortunately, a lot of people give up a little too soon. I know it's hard, but stay with it. Kelly, I'm super proud of you. (laughs) <laughs> of everything you've done. I'm just, like I said, I'm so glad that I found you. I'm so glad that you have Instagram. And I was just <laughs> looking around. I'm like, who's this lady? <laughs> yeah. There are good things that come out of social media, even though, yes. you know, everyone's kind of like, oh, social media. But I'm looking forward to continuing to work together and seeing all your progress. And thank you again for being here and taking the time to share the story that you have. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.